Welcome to another edition of Hockey the Podcast, the place where you get all your updates in Southern African hockey, not just South Africa, but as much of Africa as we can cover tonight. It's uh, an edition that's a little bit different. Of course, both of my guests have featured before uh, in their own episodes, in other episodes, and once again, I've asked them to come jump on board and help me digest what happened at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. The South African men, of course, stealing the headlines with their march to fourth place. The woman with 16 goals against Kenya, almost their second biggest ever. Overall, probably a disappointing Commonwealth Games for the African Hockey Federation, but a great hockey spectacle for the hockey fans. We'll dive in, we'll digest, and we'll talk about all that and more in the next uh, 30, 45 minutes. It's Hockey the Podcast. As I said, uh, today to talk through the Commonwealth Games uh, that have just concluded in Birmingham. South African men finishing in fourth place. The South African woman in seventh place joined with me is two people who know the Commonwealth Games fairly well themselves. It is uh, none other than Wade Payton and Marcel Keith, both previous guests on Hockey the Podcast, both South African hockey legends, one a water polo legend as well. Um... But, uh, you know, I'm not going to point out how good Wade was at water polo. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marcel, Pates, welcome and uh, thanks for joining me. Commonwealth Games, always something special for a, a hockey family. And uh, uh, Kitty, we'll bring you in first. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, you were part of the team. You were with the team before at the World Cup. You had to depart. Uh, Commonwealth Games doesn't have as big squads. Uh, Sascock, uh, do limit that a little bit. But... Um, yeah, overall opinion of the Commonwealth Games? Um, it's actually, it was very exciting from the hockey front for South Africa, especially. Like you said, the men were, I thought, fantastic. I thought they were really good um, ambassadors for us. I thought the women also coming off a World Cup, it, they were a long journey, but I think they did really well too. I think they could, um, some good individual performances. I think for hockey in general, I really, really thought, I don't know if Wade agrees with me, but this was one of the most, you know, competitive and close Commonwealth games that, um, that I've ever seen for a very long time. And I absolutely love that because usually, um, I know that the Aussie men had quite a dominating Commonwealth games, but I do know that overall with the women, I've, I mean, countries like Wales, countries like Scotland um, really put up an amazing performance. And then the level of hockey was just competitive all round. So I, I really enjoyed it. And then o over and above the, the games, the, all the other things, the swimmers were exceptional. And then the athletes. And then I think, yeah, it was just, I'm a, a sports nerd. So I just really loved watching everything everything of the games 
Yeah, we bring plates in there as well, Wade. Uh, as always, uh, uh, there's always a, a photo. I remember you and your butt at, the, I think it was 2014 Commonwealth Games together at the opening ceremony. And of course, your butt was there again. So you were uh, a, what's the right word? An eager watcher of the hockey as a family member, but as a fan as well. And uh, yeah, overall, uh, you were also a good uh, WhatsApp conversationalist for me during, during some of those games. Uh, overall, your opinion of the games and uh, specifically the hockey? Judge, thanks for having me, Flip. Lovely. Love being on the show. Probably the highlight of my week. If I pop on every week, I won't complain. Um, Com Games, I, I think just following on from what Keatsy said there, it's, I'm also a full sport nerd. So from lawn bowls to synchronized diving, like I'm on it the whole week. My wife is like, can we please change the channel? When is the Com Games ending? Um, it, it's just, it's just so great to see, uh, Lots of sport being played again, uh, coming off the back of COVID. And then just the fans, like the fans were unreal. They really were fantastic. Um, and obviously the vested interest of hockey um, that, you know, uh, at work, I had two computers open at one time, uh, trying to work and trying to watch um, hockey. I hope my boss isn't listening. But yeah, and I mean, I found myself watching like Ghana versus Kenya in the ladies section and then Ghana versus Canada and the guys. It was just like he said, it was the most balanced apart from the Aussies. Like, I don't know what they're eating there, but they just look, they're just a class above the rest. And it's quite frustrating and I'm unable to myself like really pinpoint. I think I have kind of like dissected it, but yeah, it was just, you'd, anyone could have beaten anyone and it, it hasn't been like that in the past. Um, it's always been one-sided. The top four have always been the top four. And it was it was coming down to like the last pool games. Who was going to get in? Goals for, goals against. Yeah, it, it was everything that a neutral viewer could have wished for. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And there were some crackers. I uh, I watched the tournament and I thought about uh, that new award that FIH uh, delivered last year where they said the game of the year. And of course, uh, South Africa got that with their victory over Germany at the, the Tokyo Olympics. But there were a couple of nominees in this tournament alone. There were some cracking games. I mean, the two men's semifinals. I mean, probably that England-Australia one was one of the greatest games of hockey I've watched. But uh, for the two of you, um, Marcel, we'll start with you. What was your standout game of the tournament? Okay, so obviously I'm biased towards the South African games because you heavily invested there. Um but before I mention my ultimate, ultimate game of the Com Games, that game where the, um, I think the, it could have been the Ghanaian men, where they, they got the penalty stroke against them in the last like 52 seconds or something, that I, I literally had a massive lump in my throat. I, honestly, I was gutted, completely gutted for them in that game because I thought the way that they played in for African hockey, I thought that was just goosebump stuff and I thought that was like it was very special game very special game but then yeah, that was the game for me Canada yeah so. so yes it was against the Canadians that was like that was really special but the game for me was our Australian men's the South African men Australian men I, I haven't seen our guys play with such professionalism and competitiveness and if you look at the the scores that the Aussie men were giving other teams and that how our men defended that game and also like 
put them on the back foot too. Yes, that was just for me, just technically and tactically, I thought that was a cracker of a game. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting one that you raise because obviously lots of people say yes, but it finished 3-0. But I mean, this is yeah, an Australian yeah. team who have won 100%. 40 games in a row at the Commonwealth Games, uh, 41 of 42 games in history. Only South Africa beat them in 1998 in the pool yeah. stages. Nobody else has come close. And uh, yeah, I mean, there was also a dodgy, the penalty corner uh, that they scored yeah. their third off should have been referred. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a referral because... Yeah, let's let's not talk about video umpires too much because um, I'm yeah. sure they'll come up enough by themselves. But yeah, it, it was we we conceded early and we just defended so incredibly. Gowan Jones and yeah. goal, Matt Guys Brown ahead of him. Yeah, wow. So I know that the the semis were also like really good, um, but I just thought that that game was just a showcase of what we are capable of, and it can only like um, be even better. Absolutely. Pates, what about for yourself? I might actually forgotten about that Canadian uh, fixture. He says, I'm glad you reminded me about that. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. Um, it, was actually, it, was actually two, it was actually two seconds, one second, sticks and collide, then, game yeah. over. Like, it was, it was unreal. And like, like you said, for, for African hockey, it was immense and i think in the next game they actually uh started out really well against wales i think they equalized against wales to make it one all um and then wales just uh or scotland i think they equalized against scotland um and then scotland just out muscled the Ghanaians at the end but yeah i mean cheapest for african hockey i mean it's it's just i don't know like it's goosebumps stuff it really really is yeah. they, they won the hearts of the crowd and it was just magical eh? um but jabu my game is um, Australia, England. Um, obviously, the seven games will always be the best, no matter even if we lose, they will be the best. But but that Aussie England encounter was yeah. keepers. I haven't seen a I haven't seen a hockey game like that in a long time. Like uh, the Aussies haven't been pushed very hard, and I think under revs, that English team is going to be. A, a, a nuisance going forward for the likes of Belgium, for the likes of uh, Germany and Oz. They they just have a fire in their hearts, those Oaks. And they push them really hard. And I think they were unlucky at the end. I think there was an umpiring decision or their referral that didn't work out in favour. Um, but yeah, the skill level was high. The, the atmosphere was electric. Uh, you could feel it from at home uh, in your television room. So yeah, game of the tournament for me, Australia, England semi-final yeah i mean absolutely i it's probably probably for me but i'm gonna put my south african hat on and just say <laughs> you know uh that uh the one i'm gonna put forward is just because i also just think it was a great game of hockey for for non-hockey enthusiasts was sa new zealand the men's game uh yes obviously as a south african it finished uh in our favor um, we won that game, but 17 chances apiece. There was there were there were technical errors. There were faults. So as coaches, that would you both probably watch that and go. There were moments, but I think, you know, when I look at how much uh, my group of mates who are non-sports fans were like watching the game and saying, "Geez, this game is exciting." The end to end, and I think as an advert for hockey, maybe not as a uh, advert for technical quality. 
um, because mm. there was definitely some interesting stuff there. Um, it was really, it was a game that gave you everything. There was errors, there was individual brilliance, there was goalkeeper saves. I mean, Tommy Alexander pulled, uh, not Tommy Alexander, Al, uh, uh, Howard pulled off a great save for uh, for New Zealand. Gowan Jones pulls off his own. Uh, you know, uh, Laniel Jackson makes the mistake and they break and score. Uh, we have a, a video referral that disallows a goal for the ball not leaving the circle, but nobody can see the ball not leaving the circle. Then we have another one that actually looked far closer that is then allowed. Mm. So, you know, drama galore. Uh, and, you know, the fact that it was just before the Springboks beat the All Blacks as well. We won't talk about the recent weekend. Let's say this was recorded on Friday night, so Saturday hadn't happened <laughs> yeah. yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think it just culminated in... And something enjoyable and and also you know this this current men's team uh, they went through a pro league that was rough it was uh, a pro league a baptism of fire and that's probably an understatement and uh you know this was the the dessert that those struggles deserved and uh yeah it was flipping lacquer to watch and i'm so happy we ended up on the right side of it obviously mm-hmm. all right uh, i and mean jo, I must, yeah go for sorry, it sorry john i must also um Say for the women too, the English women were pretty classy in the final too. So that game as well for female hockey was pretty good. Australia, um, England, and I think yeah, Pates was saying like with the the crowd, he's never seen that crowd. I mean, that was you only kind of see that in India when the the Indians are following the um, the Indian men. So that crowd when the females were playing England Australia in that final, that was. Unbelievable. Maddie Hinch was incredible. The goals they scored was like super classy. And um, I think they also were quite frustrated off the World Cup and how they played. So with them coming into Com Games and the Aussies actually came third at the World Cup. So they're proper competitors too. So yeah, that game also was pretty um, impressive. There's one other that I'll just give notice to and it would have gone right under the radar. But uh, in the women's ninth and 10th place playoff, uh, Kenya and Ghana drew 2-2, and Kenya won that game on a shootout. Um, again, the game <coughs> wasn't the greatest quality of game. Uh, Kenya led, then they trailed 2-1, and then they equalized with literally two minutes left on the clock. And for them, Ghana are the higher-ranked African team. They are the team that keeps making the African Cup of Nations final. It was a big moment for Kenyan hockey, and... and Obviously, African hockey would love this game not to have been the ninth and tenth place playoff, uh, but it was a a nice completion. And and again, if you just saw the spirit between the two teams afterwards, it just shows you that African hockey has a lot to give. Maybe not always technically, but they add something to a tournament that other nations can't. Yeah. All right. So so that's talking about great games. What about great players? Who was your and and. You know, we are mostly an African podcast. Of course, you can talk about play, international players that, that uh, uh, impressed you, but who was your SA, your South African player of the tournament for both the men and the women? Pate, you, get, you get first No stabbed. nepotism here. Hey, Pate, no net- <laughs> nepotism. Uh, I won't. I don't, even know, I don't even know my brother was playing. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, he played a little bit differently to how he used to play. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's um, on the uh, other side of 13 our jobs. <laughs> this is what happens to us. When you get the there. good side, the good side. Um, yeah, the, the, it is definitely the best <laughs> side. I mean, um, 
ladies player for me, I think I have a bias here, and it's not her surname either, and it's not Kristen <laughs> Payton. Um, it's Tati Zulu. My goodness. I just love her energy. Like, she's all over the park. She she has, she almost has like a, a I don't really know or care who I'm playing against. Whereas in the past, I think a lot of South African teams, we were very quick to, in our team talks, to identify. And yes, if you aren't identifying key players, uh, I think you're missing the ball because if you don't take notice of some high quality, you're going to get hurt. But I have a feeling like she just takes note and then like she puts it to one side of her head and then she just plays. It doesn't matter who's in front of her. Um, yeah, it's just, I like electric pace. I like go forward and, and she just brings that. I mean, I loved her at the World Cup, loved her again at the Commonwealth Games. Um, such an exciting talent. So yeah, that is my ladies of the games. I'm not even going to bother with international because no one really excites me as much as that is really going forward. Um, men's player, simple, Garland Jones. Um, you spend 98% of your national career sitting on the side of the field watching the high, high quality of Rassi Peterser and then for Rassi to step down and then you're kind of in a battle, like, I mean, with all respect to Sia, he's a phenomenal keeper as well. But we could clearly see at the beginning of the tournament, they were kind of uh, fighting for position. And uh, obviously, I'm I'm quite a fair guy. I also like guys to have fair opportunity. But Gowan just was like, I've waited like eight years for this. This is my opportunity. And he was world, world class. It's like one of those performances where if it was RPL cricket, the Oaks would be on his phone the next day saying, here's your contract, buddy. RPL cricket next year, you're in it. That's how I felt about him. I was like, where's he going to go? Like the Indian keeper, who's like keeper of the world, comes and (laughs) says, it was a pleasure to watch you. Like, I know. Wow. It it is. That's, that, that is like, I think in, keeping it's that must be like the greatest compliment ever and i'll tell you what uh Keetsy, i don't know uh, Jabu, i'm pretty sure you know but gowan is the hardest working international sportsman that i know so yeah there's, uh, there's a great story i mean at the uh olympics he was obviously called up as cover um and I phoned him one day just to check, and he said, sorry, so I can't answer. I'm busy doing my reps. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, we're not allowed out the room because of COVID protocol. So he was busy trying to run 5Ks in a small um, apartment block. Yeah. Just in and out, up and down. And, I mean, and this was a player who literally knew he wasn't going to play at the Olympics unless <coughs> Rassi was injured. And he didn't want Rassi to be injured because he wanted Rassi to go out on a high and finish well and... And just the, the, the work that he does is sensational. Yeah. Marcel, what about you? Who are your players? So um, for the ladies, um, love that you said Tati, because I, I also do think she's got something very special with her. It's awesome to um, like coach her and um, watch her. And I think, yeah, that's going to be very exciting going forward. Um, my, I have kind of, Two two players. Um, number one was um, 
I thought Lisa Detlefs really had a superb, consistent tournament. I think she scored some of our goals, which as a defender, I mean, that was from short corners mainly, but I mean, she got the ball behind the white line, which was amazing. Um, I thought she brought a lot of composure and calmness to the defense, and she took a lot of hits, a lot of hits in the defense, but she kept going. So I thought that she was um, pretty pretty great in the com games um another player is watch this space and she got a lot of comments was jean lee de toy if if you look at the, the game if you start um seeing females scoring drag flicks that is game winning stuff and her speed and her pace on her disguise slap her fling is insane and mm. Um, I'm quite excited to see how she progresses with that. So um, against the Kenyans, I think she really scared a few of those girls because that was just beautiful. Um, but yeah, those two for me, for the second players. And then the men, yeah, Gowan was unbelievable. I was going to say the same and Wade said everything about that. And I also thought Diane Kasim also had a really good com games. I thought um, he gave us a lot of go forward. Um, and I think that he was quite a catalyst on some of our attacking moments too. Yeah. Yeah. Jean yeah, Jean Lee for me. I think what I loved about her was that goal against uh, New Zealand where you saw her almost adjust and change her, her flick. And she went top left corner. And the pace she generated off of that, it's, it is so exciting. And of course, I, I mean, I have a bit of bias because I got to watch her at the Junior World Cup up close. But it's so exciting to have someone who offers you a variation off the top of the penalty corner. We haven't had that since PT. Um, you know, we, we've had a wonderful slap from um, from Lisa for years. Lillian can drag flick, but it's a, um, yeah, it, it really is. She can slap, she can flick, and she can flick both sides with a beautiful disguise. She scored a wonderful goal against Ireland at the Junior World Cup, where she went right, where she just opened her hands at the last second, something that we see probably my male player of the tournament, Matt Guys-Brown, do. I, I really feel, I mean, Gowan is obviously going to be the man who would get it, most plaudits, but I really do feel Guys-Brown has, has grown into an absolute general at the back. You, you actually mm. notice when he's not on the park, and, and this is a penalty corner specialist, not because he's not on for penalty corners, but because he marshals that defense. He's, he's calm. He makes great interceptions. The ball barely ever hits his foot in the, the circle. He always gets his body out of the way. Um, and I really think he's added something dynamic there around which the other defenders, and then, and then of course, nobody throws an aerial like him. Um, and it's yeah. just such a different attacking option that we have. So, so those. Oh, good are one. I, I like yeah. that. Sorry, Jabs. I like that. Um, I like that GB. Uh, that GB comment. He's um, he's look. Yeah. He's come a long way. Hey, and and the most thing that's impressed me most about it is his um, the step up of his discipline. I I, I always remember like GB kind of bank on him getting a card, and, and not because not because of uh, it, like purposeful ill discipline. Like he was just clumsy in his tackles. He was too hard, and I think he's just reined it in. And now uh, he's a force we reckon with. Uh, he's a he's a unit. Like I'm not if like if I go back playing now, I'm not going anywhere around Matt. Like I'm staying far away from him. Like and, and you're right. When he was off, there was just a, a just a slight lull. Like there was 
no general, no one commanding, orders from the back. Um, so, yeah, love the comment. Yeah, good one. And and she was probably my player of the tournament for the, the World Cup for the women. Um, she didn't have to do as much this time around. But if we are talking about how good Gowan is, we also need to talk about how good Pumalela Mbande is. What Absolutely. a player. Absolutely. She was a complete rock at the back there. I mean, from the coaching staff, I eventually said to um, Pumi, I said, Pumi, can you just tell your defenders to kind of help you out there at some point? Because in one game, she must have made about five consecutive saves. Mm. Like, that was phenomenal, phenomenal stuff that she did. Mm. Uh, absolutely. It's, you know, we've said it before and we'll say it again. We have been blessed with some incredible keepers and our current offering are right up there. Speaking of our current offering, both of you experienced Commonwealth Games. Um, before I ask you about the, the current teams, just just how how special is it when you go? You're not just part of SA Hockey national team. You're part of Team South Africa. Does 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 that weigh on you? Does that uh, uh, inspire you guys a little bit more when you go out on the park? That you're not just representing hockey. You're also representing the country you know, the broader sporting side of the country? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it because I'm such an introvert, you know, so <laughs> I'm just <laughs> teasing. No, it's, it's, it's so unbelievable just to be around those athletes and to speak to these people that are, um, I mean, it must have been awesome now at the Com Games, just just watching those swimmers just excelling in all the races and being around them. But I mean, also the Com Games brings the the the, the um, para athletes in as well, and those guys are so inspirational. And then it also brings in the athletes like the bowlers and the and they bring such like. Um, it's such a community when you're in the comm games that um, everyone's like, how's it going? How's it, how are you doing? You know, how's the competition going? Then you walk past these like netball players, you get to their belly buttons and they are just like, I mean, it's just such a, a such a nice vibe and everybody's supporting each other and you're all there for a common purpose to represent South Africa. And you're so proud of it. And you're so proud of, of each other. You feel like you are, um, they swimming the race for you and you're competing for them and it's a very special moment and it's nice to be a part of and then you go and you experience all the that those famous athletes and you're bumping into those superstars that you think i've seen you on the tv and you are can i have your autograph and you get a little bit starstruck but it's um it's very very special and it's um it's very inspiring and it's a um, it's such a wonderful experience and you do get very humbled, but you also, um, it, you know, it's, um, it's nice to be a part of it as well. Great answer. <laughs> the, um, no, seriously, you nailed it. Um, the closest way to describe it to somebody who's not going to get the opportunity, it's, it's kind of similar to school sports, I find, where you like, you, is it your netball girls or your cricket guys would go off and yeah. like you never you never always get the opportunity to watch them but you were so invested in how they were doing that when you saw them again you're like hey how did you guys go how did you go obviously like uh, modern technology and you're, you're finding the results like up, updated results like minute by minute so you kind of know the result when you see them 
that's that is what it's like. It is that in close knit environment, like like he said, the community side of it. And I love the Paris stuff. Seriously, like they just that like you said, they're just so inspirational. Um and when you think think things are yeah, you're having a tough day, I mean you just have to watch the weightlifters uh, at the para like pushing those weights, just like how 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 how. Um but yeah, it, it, the com games is is incredible. It, it's quite nice not having America there because I think like America is just like they bring basically the a team the size of the entire Commonwealth Games uh, and very overpowering with, with some of those other nations. So the Commonwealth Games is it's a it's a phenomenal event there. And and from a hockey uh, tournament point of view, where where does it stack on the 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 ladder? You know, where where do you think as hockey players? You know, where does Commonwealth Games sit? Obviously, we all know Olympics is number one. Um, you know, World we, Cup, World Cup number World two, Cup Commonwealth two. three, or, or well, for obviously, if you're a Commonwealth nation, you say it's number three because obviously there's the Europeans; they have their own European Cup yeah. and all of that, and it's also uber competitive because you've got your yeah. top eight in those competitions. But if you look at it, and that's why I keep saying, like this year, especially like the the level of hockey at this competition if if you look at the females i mean india right up there australia right up there england right up there so i mean it's super competitive also so the level of hockey is really really good so it's really nice that um as the commonwealth i mean it was always a good giggle with our european friends because they were like oh shame you're going to the com games that's cute <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile you're like hey this is you know oh sorry and i forgot to mention new zealand woman also right up there so um you know it was always a little bit like cheeky from them because i mean they've got you know the germans they got the you know that kind of competition but now we like saying hey listen take a look at us this com games is a serious competition super quality hockey very competitive and um you know all those nations that i mentioned are also in the top eight so yeah i think it's definitely number three up there olympics world cup com games yeah i think it's definitely up there well you know the, this commonwealth, commonwealth games we did see an improvement in quality for sure we also saw i i genuinely thought the on-field umpiring was above average you know i but but the support that they were offered from and when i say above average i'm talking about at this level of tournament uh, not quite world cup standard um but the video referrals for me brings me into disappointment of the tournament for me for me it's just you know it's the video technology i don't know what feed they're getting i don't know if they don't get to see what we see and, uh, you know, I'm going to be having a chat with Vanry Fenter in the next week or so, and we'll ask her, you know, what are they getting? But, you know, we were seeing clear, clear evidence. There was something in the South Africa-Australia game. We saw, uh, you know, the England-Australia semi-final. Clear evidence that we could see, um, you know, that you didn't even need to know much about. But if they're not getting that feed, can they make those decisions? Should that be used? Yeah, so for me, that was the biggest disappointment of this tournament, was the video referrals. Um, Marcel, what about you? What, what, what did you find disappointing at the Commonwealth Games? 
Oh, disappointing. Um, yeah, some of those um, video for referrals were pretty frustrating, I must admit, because you're kind of looking at it and you, I mean, you're hearing the commentating also, they're like, no, that's clearly, I mean, that's clearly over the line. That's definitely over the line. And then, um, and as commentators, they get brief, you know, you mustn't give your personal um, opinion of the referral, but they, I mean, it's kind of hard not to. I think Mel Clute was with the females and Solly from South Africa actually was with the males and you can, you can hear their frustration going like, this is unbelievable. This, this can't be. So that was kind of, cause that I was huge deciders in a few of their games. So I do, I see what you're saying there. Um, disappointment from the games. I would have liked to have seen the men finish with a bronze. You know, I think that, and yeah, I think that would, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I do believe that it's a massive learning curve for the men in a professional aspect. And a, um, it kind of needs to step up their, um, their professionalism and their, how they handle themselves in, in high intensity moments, high competitive moments with regards to cards, with regards to their mental, how they go into the game. Because I think they, that if they had handled that better, they could have come away with the bronze. Um, so that was that was that was disappointing. But then on the other aspect, I think that that is a huge learning curve. And with the players that are in the team at the moment, I think that can be um, a huge growth and experience for them. Because if they can handle that and they can learn from that in the way that they handled it. Um, they can do better and going forward in the competitions coming, there's a lot of hockey to play. There's a lot of major tournaments. There's a lot of where they can learn from this and, and use it to their strength. So I think that would be the, the disappointment I would say. Uh, yeah. Video referral um, from a, well, I was going to say umpiring, but video for um, umpiring was, was, was high class. Double. Um, I really enjoyed the hearing the umpires mm. uh, communicating to each other. It, it was super clear. And also the way the umpires were interacting with the players mm. was like incredibly polite. Um, unfortunately, the communication from the players to the umpires, uh, like Keith said, was it, it, in South Africa's camp wasn't great at all. I mean, I'll get there as one of my disappointments. But, but generally... The players' respect to the umpires is, is not, uh, in my opinion, not acceptable. It, it's becoming a huge problem. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing it in KZN at the moment. We just don't have any umpires. The guys don't want to spend their Sunday being shouted at. And personally, I wouldn't want to be spend my time being shouted at. So I think, um, yeah, a lot of coaches and, and players need to revert and look internally um, at the umpiring level. And, and I think we can often more often than not be the ones to blame for it um so yeah and then yeah the video referrals like you said i heard the one uh, umpire said they've got 18 cameras and i'm like they're only showing us two like i hope the video guy is seeing the other 16 because like i don't know how some of the decisions were made um yeah highly frustrating as a viewer and like uh, like you said uh, very confusing for the commentators um and, and yeah, my, my biggest disappointment, um, I'm, I'm a, being a pundit now, um, is is our 
South African men's team's discipline at times. Um, like you said, that, that, that bronze medal game is a, it, it is possibly the biggest game that any of those men would have ever played in their entire careers. So, I mean, I don't know what, I don't think we've ever played for a medal uh, on a stage like that before, or maybe before, but in a while. Um, and it just professionally, we aren't there. We, we looked like we were just chasing everything. I think the English just were being English and mm. they rattled us. You could hear the, the chirping and we just yeah. couldn't take in, let it go, play the game. Um, and I think the English outsmarted us in that. And, and a, a guy like Diane, he's incredibly like, He's so passionate. Like, I actually call my beard Diane Kasim because it's not here for fun. It, it's here to play. And, <laughs> and they, it just seemed like it was, by the end of it, I was like, that was, they went after him. They went after him. Like, everything he did, that there was an English guy on his shoulder. Breakdown. English elbow, 100%. Yeah. Um, and it must be tough. I mean, we've all been in hockey games. I don't know about Joe, but if you've been in a hockey game where you've been absolutely pummeled yeah. and you don't seem to be coming out on the, the positive side of every blow. And I think it was frustration. But it's it's something we have to learn to deal with at that level. Um, otherwise, you're going to get to a high, um, uh, what's the word? Like a, a classification game and teams are just going to go, okay, let's just push the South African boys around and... Yeah, they're going to lose focus. So that was highly disappointing. And I mean, Jabu, you and I had a, had a quite a lot of chats about discipline throughout the week. Uh, but yeah, yeah, well, it, well, it, it's something <laughs> to work on. It was four three when we got that yellow. Um, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And we were still in it. We were still in it. We did look tired in that last quarter, but we were still in it. Uh, but sorry, just to yeah, jump in it. there, like it just shows you, like the the English. That's exactly their prerogative get under the skin to to rattle some um you know ruffle some feathers and they did that to the australians too mm. and they got they had the australians in the first two chuckers for sure there was yellow cards they got the Aussies <coughs> worked up but then the aussies showed professionalism you know had a massive like chat at the half time and they just said okay let's just get back on track do what we do and let's seal the deal now. And I think that's where we can definitely learn to up our professionalism, to up our discipline, learn from it, and um, and just grow. Uh, well, spot on. I couldn't disagree Absolutely. with the, the two of you at all there. Uh, yeah, and Pates, I have um, many more times on a soccer field than on a hockey field and at a slightly <laughs> different level than you. Uh, slightly, slightly. Mine was in the East Rand. <laughs> Third division. Just as competitive, <laughs> just as competitive. Maybe a little bit more. You got to be careful Even for knives. Sometimes, um, eh? <laughs> but uh, the one thing I'd say, and and it, it segues nicely into my my next question is, you know, my my disappointment was actually the India semi final more than the bronze medal game. I, I felt like at the end of the day, England, they they got the game plan right. They knew to rattle us. They they rode out the storm of that first half. They they never let us get away from it, and they they kind of put the nail in the coffin in the second half. 
But that in, you do not get opportunities like we did against India to put India away. This is a team who beat us 10-2 twice in the pro league. And yeah. I thought we were, for most of that game, actually the better team. We And, and of course, built on the back of an inspired Gowan Jones performance, we really did zero from eight at penalty corners when that is our biggest weaponry. I thought that was disappointing for me. But at the same time, that also goes into one of my reasons to to be excited for the SA men is the fact of the matter is we're disappointed that we didn't get a medal when four years ago we finished last. That is a massive, massive positive for me that the mindset has changed completely. And I think the men are obviously in a, in a much further along part of their process than the women are. But I think that's a very exciting thing. And for, for the women, I'm going to say the excitement is the youngsters coming through. That under-21 team from Potchestrom, they they are going to be the core of that side for Giles in the next two, three years. Um, and there's some really good talent there, if you think Tati Zulu, Jean-Mi Dutoy, as long as we keep Pumi for now, um, Edith Madikwe, I mean... Some real uh, Kayla Duvall, who obviously didn't play Commonwealth games, but at the World Cup was outstanding. So, so I wanted to hand that back to you, the two of you. We spoke about disappointment, but what are the reasons to be positive right now for both our teams? I'll go. I'll go this time, Keith. Sorry. Um, yeah, a, a positives. Men classification match. <laughs> Like I said, tenth to classification match. Like what the hell? Like, you, you, if you're not excited, then like leave, leave our hockey community. We don't want you anymore. Like that. It's it's so much to work with. And if you think about that classification game and the teams uh, and the support that they have, and what we have, it's. It's, it's yeah, it's huge. It, it really is huge. I'm, I'm absolutely frothing. Like, when is the next tournament? Like, what's next? Like, World Cup, I know I think men's is January, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> I could yep. be wrong. No, um, I, ho- I hope we're able to develop or, or put together a, a program uh, suitable to, to bring in the guys playing in Europe and we don't get a case of building up to the World Cup as a separated squad, it's just not going to work. We, we saw it in Pro League. Um, but w- do we have a choice? I'm not sure we do. Um, so, so much uh, exciting stuff uh, on that side from a, a guy's point of view. The ladies, I was I was watching Hockey Roundup. I didn't know the show existed and I found it the other day on Catch Up. And I was watching Giles and the team and Kitty, you were there, all dolled up on camera. Um, there's just like I can't believe that setup. I can't believe what the girls have access to there. It's unbelievable. It, it's what I can imagine the English girls have, the the Indian team have, the the Aussies have. There's like more coaching staff than players. I mean, how epic is that? Um, and yes, it it as a player, I, I felt for the girls going having two major tournaments so close together. Uh, two or three months on the road I don't care who you are it is very very difficult and a team that's that's starting out starting a new process new coach uh, new uh, support crew it, it, it was going to be challenging and you could see sometimes in the performances when they were up they were up when they were down they were down um, but 
something to be so much to be excited for uh like you said jobs the the young girls coming through some of the old girls coming back like i thought like a, a bernie i mean obviously i don't have as close a tie to the ladies as i do with the men i saw bernie i was like woo lisa <laughs> I, i thought lisa was well, had finished i'm almost sure I, sure i saw a retirement post a while ago so like the fact that <clears throat> that setup has the ability to bring the experience back who who they thought they would um be over i know marcel's uh cleaned her boots and roaring to roaring to go. um and then obviously the the excitement of the youth this is what a time to be alive eh? as Ro- the words of robbie gozlet what a time to be alive <laughs> a time he he would probably finish it also right now with namaste <laughs> <laughs> uh yourself myself so yeah, I don't need to mention um about the guys. I think they they have literally put their actions, they've shown what they are capable of and we've watched them grow. We've watched everything happen and there's just so much more still to come. So I, I agree with Pate saying like okay, next tournament I'm ready, ready to watch. Then the women, obviously this is very close to home for me because um coming off the under 21s into the the ladies setup and just like Pete said like I've got a massive grin on my face because I'm so excited as to the program in the next few years like if you don't know Giles you know this man has a plan when he comes in he gets things done he sets a, a goal and he puts it to action and he has a, an idea that in the next two years he wants to play something like um I'm probably mistaken but 100 caps so I mean 100 test matches so the program that if you had to see it it's just test matches and test matches and um I'm it's so nice to hear Pate speak about the women and how and it's good that hockey people are seeing that you, you've got a brand new team coming into the world cup literally brand new there were three fresh de- debutants brand new debutants coming into a world cup it's not like you go to just a test africa match cup. in the africa cup or anything you're going straight off the back of covid too you're coming into a tournament where most of the other international teams have all been playing in the pro league and we are stepping on with their when i say their three debutants that means zero caps they step onto the field then there's another three players who have got caps from an africa cup so it's um only a, a matter of like maybe four or five test caps that they've played for south africa so when we say the process is still very new it is still very new and it's very exciting and then when you break down the progress of the games and you look at the games from the world cup and you see the comp- like chaka by chaka let's say that the competition and how the players are performing on that stage then you you saying okay well we've got something here and like Pete said it goes up and then it goes down and i mean that is just how a growing team and a developing team that's what's going to happen so um in the next few months and the program that they've got and the the people that have come in for the support like a Wayne Lombard who's doing the um physical side of things i mean they're going to reach different heights and i am so excited to see the the progress and i am very watching the progress of those um junior players 
in that setup and how they played in their individual performances, as well as some of the um, the other players and the senior players too. I think it's all going to knit together very nicely further down the line. And it was kind of tough going baptism of fire, World Cup, bang, into com games, bang. And emotionally, mentally, physically, it's a hard haul. That was about six or eight weeks. But yeah. um, it's exciting. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Keithy. I, I mean, obviously, if you look at the World Cup, you look at Commonwealth Games, there were obviously highs. The Japan second half was probably, in my mind, the best hockey I've seen us play in six, seven years. Um, yeah. I felt like if that game went on for two minutes more, we won at 4-3. I thought the German game was as good a defensive performance as the South African team has put together. The, probably for me, the, the game that I was a little bit disappointed with was the, and specifically not the game, the half, the second half against Scotland at Commonwealth Games. I thought that game looked like a game we were in control. And and to me, we almost looked a little bit tired. And, and I wanted to ask, and I'm not saying we were, but compared to Scotland, who had come off the back of a, a much better training camp. Um, yeah, how, how hard was that? You know, you're talking about inexperienced players. I mean, we had, I think it was half the team had less than 20 caps. Um, if you take the, the, the 20 players that were selected. Uh, you know, how hard was it? You know, and how much of an impact did that inexperience and having back-to-back -back tournaments have uh, potentially on that opening game against Scotland? Because I do genuinely believe if we go and play them in three tests or something, we could win mm. the series quite easily. Absolutely. But that second yeah, half, they just, they... It's tough. I mean, you be, you're on the road for so long. It's, it's kind of equivalent to, um, I'm just thinking about this next few weeks, running the comrades. So you've run the comrades. And now you get maybe three day break and then you've got to come back into it and you've got to run the next leg back up to back up to Maritzburg. You just run down to, to Durban. Now you're running back up Maritzburg and you've got to get that time in because international level. Now everybody is at par physically, uh, mentally, maybe they have a little bit more exposure. Some of the other teams in international exposure, maybe, but you know, coming off the back of World Cup, of course they're going to be tired, for sure. And um, that's the whole process that we're on, and that's what um, Giles kept saying, you know, we've got to think bigger picture. Our time might not be now. Our time might be in the next year or two. But every every moment that we're on the field, every experience, every exposure, um, it's all going to build to the bigger picture later on. And of course, we want to be competitive against Scotland. But Scotland have upped their game incredibly. And you can see that at the Com game. So is Wales. Look at both men and women. Scotland, men and women also. These teams have become very competitive. So, I mean, you, you, you jump off the back of a World Cup against top, top teams straight into a Com game, which is just as competitive. So it's, it's heavy. It's heavy. But there's a lot more to come. So that always gives me a bit of, um, you know, exciting what's to come. Yeah, you use the word that I love, uh, and that is excitement. And, and of course, there is. Um, it was it was tough. I know uh, I actually bumped into KP at the, the airport uh, this morning, and uh, she was saying she's tired. 
Uh, it was yeah. it was a long long time, you know, away and together, and you know, you, as any environment would have, any high performing environment, there's going to be times where personalities start to clash. There's going to be times where you're starting to get frustrated, and obviously, and females too, hey. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say that on anything You've recorded. Got passion but, and emotion. Yeah, that's it, and and logic in every situation. Uh, Always, but uh, you know. <laughs> One thing that we did like at this tournament was there were some sensational goals scored. Uh, you yeah. Know, and, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll go first on my favorite goal because I already released it uh, last <laughs> week on um, on Hockey, the the magazine, social media, and, and on SA Hockey. Uh, from the girls, my favorite was the Lillian Duplessis goal. It really was. I, I mean, I loved her finish. But I really loved the work from Tati in the build-up. And I think it was Edith and uh, Henry Lowe who fed it to her. I mean, it, yeah. it was a nice team goal. But it also had, uh, you know, Tati created space by turning inside. And she hit the perfect diagonal ball. Um, and, and Lillian finished it, you know, diving onto the ball. Just showing, you know, if you yeah. want it the most, you can do it. But my goal of the tournament, and and this means you can't take it, wait. Uh <laughs> is Tains. Uh, Tains against Scotland. Um, and and I think it's because of what it meant. It's because his back was towards goal. That ball came up. Tommy was right on his back. Um, and Tommy is a, a, a good keeper who will make you know that he's there. Also, a very nice guy. Um, the capture <laughs> Tain Payton. That's and, what I said. Oh, I've wrote, wrote oh, some notes here. Yeah? yeah, there we go. That that So that's the my one. So, touch. Literally on my... <laughs> Tain, Peyton, touch. Yeah, what a goal. <laughs> what a goal. And what it meant as well to win the game after we had looked like we had seemingly thrown. I mean, 4-3 down at 56 minutes and you win the game 5-4. Uh, so it was classy goal and it was great. So, Keith, I'll let you go first because we've got the same the same goal. Is there any other goal that stood oh, no, out for nice you? Nice one, Jobby. No wonder you wanted to go first. Yeah. Nice. Because from a female point of view, I thought that goal was also very special. And I it made my heart very happy because I think it was very needed because um, a lot of the goals were scored maybe on um, the PCs and um, specialist goals. So um, Jean-Luc goals were also very impressive. But that goal for me, for the ladies, was um, a special moment. And I think it was because it was such a team goal, like you said, um, I think it meant a lot to the team. And it really was just, um, it had all the good feels, if you know what I mean. Those are the those are the moments when you like, yes, guys, this is what it's all about. This is why we've worked so hard in all those training camps and everything. And then they get to finish like that. So I like that one. And then, yeah, nice one, Jobu. You got that one. <laughs> Sorry. Tain Payton touch. The Tain Payton touch. But um, I must say also some of um, GB's drag flicks were <laughs> – World class, world class. If I, I think if there was a speed gun on some of those, I think him and Blake Govers, are, I mean, definitely that that speed of their drags must have been the same. Surely, I mean, seriously. Yeah, listen, listen. The, the I don't know, like, Blake Govers, P uh, P flicks were, were insane. Um, oh my goodness! I'm, I'm giving you a little bit more time to think. The other guy who hits. Uh, Yes, who was so impressive was um, the guy from Pakistan. I'm just trying to get his name now. That belter he scored against uh, us. Um, I, I want to say Rizwan. I don't know if it is Rizwan. Yeah, Riz Rizwan Ali. Um, was it Rizwan uh, Ali? Yeah. 
Yes, Rizwan Ali. That man, that drag flick that he scored, I think it was to make it 1 1. Jeez, that yeah. ball felt like it was speeding up as it went past Gowan. That was yes. such a such a great flick. Um yeah. Anyway, I, I digress. I think Gowan even did did like a like a yeah, that was a good one. I think he was even like yeah. Yeah, but now we digress, Pete. That 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 was extra <laughs> thinking time. Keep going. Um, Keep going. Uh, I'm a midfielder, so team goals are like yeah, team. I'm here for the team goals. Yeah. Um, and, and your your first one, Jabu, was my. I, I went SA girls goal and SA guys yeah. goal, but now I'm definitely going to change my SA guys goal because obviously proud brother moment. But yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> but the 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 ladies, the, the Lillian's goal came at a time at the end of the back end of the tournament, mm. and and like Keith was saying, it it was. The up and down performances is, is is standard with where they are, but yeah. to produce that kind of team play when things haven't gone your way is like a massive uh, tick for me. Like I'm like, yes, girls, like it's there. We know it's there. There's the proof. You want to see it? You want to hang your head? I'm going to show you that goal. We can do it. Like that was. It, it really was a phenomenal goal. And yeah. It is. Uh, I always like a, a far post happen. It's, it just means everything's come right. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed that goal. I won't mention my brother's goal for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw Phil Roper's backhand. Yeah. England versus... Yeah. Might have been Ghana. Uh, he literally hits it from the baseline. Hits it from the baseline. Straight over the keeper's shoulder, top right. It was an absolute screamer, absolute screamer. Yeah. Um, so he's a crazy, crazy player. That. And then Blake Govers, like you said, the, the the specialist goals are great, but Govers and like GB, I'm like fully biased to South Africa, but I I think Blake flicks faster than GB, which scares me a little bit. <laughs> If you're talking about pace, though, Connor Beauchamp is actually flicking a little bit faster than GB. Yeah, that uh, is true. I mean, he obviously, yeah, obviously <laughs> we need to just keep it underneath the post. But, uh, so, I mean, the pace that he was generating was yeah. insane. Still, probably not quite Blake Covers, but, I mean, he's a couple of years younger. It's only going to get faster. But and can I also and, just say, if we, sorry, Pates, if, no, if we're talking goals here and we like some real classy, sexy, sexy hockey, those Australian men with their goal scoring, I mean, the one game was, it was almost like goal scoring 101. This is how you score goals. It was just, and it was hardly any um, almost like individual brilliance. It was just, yeah, that's the, some of those goals were things that you, you can show your team. This is, um, you know, this is how you, this is how you score goals. Yeah. So simplicity. Yes. Like I said, I shouted at my, my, my varsity team today. I was like, I want to chuck a break. So I was like, guys, we take a very simple game and we overcomplicate it so much. Like, 
just watch Australia. Just they, they all yes, they technically are very good, but you never see it. You never see the extra technical stuff. You never see like a double elimination or a three-man yeah. elimination. It's like eliminate one. I now have a numerical advantage. I need to find where that advantage is. I roll the ball, and and I think they're just all on the same wavelength. And then in that nine-yard area, they are. They haunts. Honestly, that's the word. Like they literal haunts. They just they really they're pouncing on everything. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. They really, really don't. Well don't you find it so interesting? There there were questions and the Australia woman kind of answered them a little bit at the World Cup already. But there were questions. These guys haven't competed internationally. Australia men played eighteen tests between Tokyo um and now. Um mm. And and most of those were but New Zealand and and then a couple of warm up games, which inflated that number. Um, Eighteen tests, that's it. But come game day, they're there. We did though see the New Zealand woman not quite at the same level, and and arguably the New Zealand men. That opening game, I mean Scotland really gave them a cracking start. I think it was five one. Um, early on, actually, and uh, they they brought it back, but uh, yeah, finished five all. Then they completely dismantled Pakistan, but uh, you know it's, it was a team that was there for the taking, and we, our men took them. But uh, it's interesting to see the dynamic that Australia, two years in isolation, hasn't held them back. In fact, they it looks like they've utilised that time to strengthen their program rather than weaken it. Mindset and culture. Spot, spot on. Well, and centralized training. Uh, yes. Yeah, and well. professionalism. Yes. And money. Yeah. <laughs> and and <money>. strength. Uh, <laughs> and financial, uh, financial resolve. All right. So we're we, right at the end of the chat. It's as as always. I know it's uh, getting very close to when they come and put the lights out at the the old age home because they're coming. <laughs> Hey, hey, I thought you were going to mention something else, not old age home. Oh, sorry, sorry, senior. Uh, oh, sorry, Masters hockey, you guys have gotten. You know, oh, sorry, you don't we qualify. Back yet. Too you early don't qualify. Masters hockey, no. uh, of course, if you are listening, the Masters Monday. teams are underway in Nottingham right now. So, uh, yes. Some tough And games we wish there. them all the best. Of course, of course. Uh, all three teams are opening up with very tough games, uh, but looking to bounce back. Uh, yeah, I mean, Look, we are talking Commonwealth Games, and I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but the South African medalist that impressed you the most, that brought the biggest smile to your face, to really round it off, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm babbling a bit because I think it's critical. Uh, you can go first. I'll go second. Pete, you have time to Google quick if you. <laughs> <laughs> those two women. Those two women were unbelievable. They actually brought tears to my eyes. Tatiana and uh, and Lauren. Lauren. I mean, that, do you know, there was one picture, and this is so South African. There was one picture there on the podium and the poor little Australians, like right in the little corner there. (laughs) And the two South African (laughs) were on the top podium hugging each other and two South African flags and one lonely little Australian flag and just made my heart so happy. And the fact that Tatiana, one of our Olympic medalists, one of our senior, really classy swimmer, she, how she was so proud of this um, Lauren and her swim, 
that that was truly special hey that was that was really special mm. and for a for a long while the the female swimmers have been um really under scrutiny for not performing or not winning medals etc and then they just came and just smashed the com games so that was very special love that yeah i mean i don't i think we all did i, I really really loved Tatiana's reaction. She was so it almost like she was wow. happier for Laura than she was for for herself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Look, I'm I'm gonna pick a silver medal, and I'm not gonna go with uh, the Chad Leclerc one, although it was awesome um, yeah. to see him get there. But you know, there were so many. But I really, really, really enjoyed Daryl Impey's because uh, oh, yeah. you know he he made it all about the fact that he got there because of the team and you know as a team sport lover it really was a great south african effort that set him up for the sprint mm -hmm. and, and he's been a guy who's represented the country so proudly on the international stage for so many years it was so cool to see him get uh, get the medal and uh, have that celebration with with his countrymen that and and it was cool because i mean obviously the medal will say daryl mp <laughs> but he made it very clear that it was a medal for team south africa Mm. Pate, is that enough time? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just say for argument's sake that kids took my um, my <laughs> favorite medal moment. Um, but the Blitzbooker. I mean, the the Blitzbooker. No, the, the Blitzbooker, like, I, I mean, the Blitzbooker are a fav household favorite for every South African household. Like, let's be honest, though. They, yeah. They're just the bee's knees, man. Uh, I don't know. That, that, talk about getting culture up. Those guys have nailed it. Man, yeah. they love each other. That brotherhood is something special. Eh? Um, I also have, uh, in my age, taken a very uh, fond liking to cycling. So I love Dal MP Silver, uh, <laughs> Jabu. It was great. Um, but I think the men's 100 meter final was absolutely electric. Um, did you see the Kenyan who won? And, and how cool to have a uh, a, a an all Kenyan, African, all African, all African. But was it an all African podium? I think I think, I think it, was. it was. I'm just double checking. It was the the Botswana. Was it the Botswana? I double check it now. But just how cool it is. I mean, Kenya obviously middle distance monsters, yeah. but to have them have a a uh, French row. Uh, to have a, a gold medal in the 100 meters first yeah. time since 1960 just superb that's special and that's like a bobsledding jamaican bobsledding kind of history story that they're talking about yeah. there i mean sabini got a silver and it was yeah. it, it it was a really it, it was a great medal but I, I think i enjoyed the the african aspect mm. of it more i mean they shared the podium proudly together and uh, i'm just still like flabbergasted at the size of the, that kenyan runner he was i think his <laughs> name is like um uh, um you'll have to google it uh, Joe, yeah. my phone um, 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 Ferdinand a man monster yeah uh, he really is it's it's almost you know i got to the end of the commonwealth games it's it's the one time every four years I get down to watching lawn bowls. I really do enjoy it. I think that's <laughs> going to be my retirement sport. 
It looks like uh, <laughs> come back. Yeah, my knee. My knee. There we go. My knee, my knee manages to hold out except for the walking up and down. So I'll just be the lead. I'll just go first and stand on the other side and shout at people like a grumpy old man. But uh, I mean, watching lawn bowls, watching, you know, unfortunately, we don't get a lot of coverage of the para athletes. Uh, Undumiz yeah. and Tutu, I mean, how amazing was he in the 100 meters? Shoulder Toy is a South African icon now. And yeah, okay, we don't have Natalie winning 15 medals at every tournament anymore. But uh, we got so many amazing people coming through, uh, still representing the country so proudly. And, you know, hockey hockey was a forefront of that this time around. Uh, we didn't come home with a medal, but we definitely came home with the attention of the South African family, not just the South African hockey family. And that in itself is is worth quite a lot for us as the hockey family. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they were great ambassadors, great, they represented us like really well. And it was, yeah, it was something special to see. And it was nice to, um, you know, chat to other people, non-hockey people, non-sports mm. um, people, like saying, those boys did us proud. And I mean, <laughs> it's good to hear, you know, it's good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. When 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 your boys group are not talking about rugby, they're talking about hockey, you know, that they're doing something right. Uh, Kitty, Pate, always a pleasure. Um, I know I promised you that we'd talk for half an hour. It felt like only half an hour because uh, yeah. when you have fun, time goes so fast. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining me. It, as I say, it was really great. And it's great to be able to have positive conversations about the state of hockey in our country. Positive people. And we love we love this game also. And I think we're both pretty proud of South Africa too. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we just want to see the best, eh? Uh, and, the best and, for both. And we are going to. I have no doubt. I think there are too many special people involved in the sport in this country for us not to succeed. Yeah, maybe it'll take longer than we would like. But uh, there's something special happening in South African hockey right now. And, you know, um, I, I don't know. I feel it. I feel it with hosting the Junior World Cup, hosting the, the Nations Cup coming up. We've got the Indoor Hockey World Cup coming to the country. It's, you know, if if you've never wanted to stand up and be counted as a hockey star in South Africa, now's the time. Um, so there's no time to waste. And, you know, there's so much hockey. We've got an IPT coming up, and I can just imagine, you know, if you're a young lady going there, you want to go and knock the socks off because you've got the opportunity to work with Giles Bonnet. I mean... Yeah guys coached around the world. You got the opportunity to play along Jean-Louis Dutoy, you with Lisa Marie Dirlis or Kristen Payton. So it's the new players that we're going to identify. I mean, if you're a, a young man in the country and you know there's a lot of exemptions and stuff, obviously, this is your chance to go and get noticed and put your hand up and say, yeah, Matt Guys Brown is great. Connor Bouchamps is great. But uh, have you heard of or something like that I, you know I don't know who who it is going to be but but I think in the next month we're going to undercover one or two stars well, you know maybe it's one of those under 18 guys maybe it's an under 21 or maybe it's someone we've never heard of before and that's what's so great about the sport is opportunities await and oh uh, yeah, and I, that's I what is exciting about the Commonwealth Games too you know it's accessible everybody's been watching they're like hey I can be there so that's what was also awesome about these com games too. So that inspires. Uh, absolutely. It inspires is a great word to wrap it up on, Marcel. 
I hope that the South African teams inspired you at home. I hope if you're listening to this um, and, and you've managed to get all the way through, maybe you had to listen to the first half on your way to work and the second half on your way home. But uh, yeah, if if you are, uh, I hope you have been inspired by our teams and, and I hope you're out there looking at the opportunity of how you get involved, whether it's as a player, uh, whether it's as a coach, umpire, whatever it is, as uh, I hope... Uh, that you are inspired that uh, you can go be the difference you can go help south africa get onto that final step that we need onto the podium so we get the medals in 2022 in victoria australia the commonwealth games looks like it's going to bounce between australia and england for the next few years but it doesn't matter as long as we're there we'll go wherever it is uh keats and pates thanks very much i'm going to go uh uh, probably go bed straight after we finish this call, but uh, yeah, always a pleasure. Thanks, Chavo. Thanks for the time. I love chatting hockey. Love chatting positive hockey. Love chatting sports. <laughs> Keats, great to see you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is awesome. And, and Keats, just so you know, you are um, there are two Arsenal fans here, and we are second in the league. Oh, we've sorry, guys. I'm sorry. We've won two out of two, so I'm we're fine. Sorry, that you're Arsenal fans. It's okay. Okay, we're going to edit her out of this part of the podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Cheers. Cool.